Success you are destined for faster. If you are looking for growth in your business and life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Howard Kingston, the Growth Velocity Podcast. What's up, everyone? Howard Kingston here, entrepreneur, marketer, and co founder of Growth Velocity Academy. How do you hire a world-class growth marketer or a full growth marketing team? Guys, this is important. This is one of the big moves you're going to take when you're growing your company, right? You're, you know, you've probably been doing a bit yourself up until now. And there's a certain point in time that you go, right, I'm ready to hire my first commer big commercial hires, and your investors are excited, you're excited, this is the person who's gonna like figure out all the stuff and do all the work that you just don't have time to do anymore. Uh, you know, when it comes to marketing, like guess what? There's always so much to do, isn't there? And I don't wanna like over talk this, but this is one of the most important hires you're gonna make. Because think about it, this person is gonna be responsible for bringing in business bringing in leads, bringing in customers, positioning your company, breaking it into the market, and being your person who's kind of driving growth. So have I made it Have I made it kind of important enough? Of course, it's so, so important to have that right person in place, isn't it? So, unfortunately, I've just seen it go wrong so many times. I remember a friend of mine, she hired a, one, a key commercial kind of growth hire uh, from a corporate business, paid a lot of money for them, and, you know, big annual salary, came with a big reputation from a big kind of, cor kind of corporate company, wanted to make the transition into a startup and really thought they you know this was the right thing and their invest you know the investors were excited about her my, my friend the founder she was excited about this hire and just didn't work out you know the person just couldn't quite adapt to startup life and ultimately the results just weren't there and it set back my friend a lot of money uh, a lot of time and then ultimately their confidence dropped as well right so i want in this episode, I want to share with you the three key things you want to focus on when you're hiring out a growth marketer and how to find that person. All right. So tip number one is have a world-class job description, a world-class job description. Now, of course you go, oh, of course I have a job description. Well, is it a world-class job, job description? 
Now, when I'm speaking to someone, you know, a lot of time my clients or my members or friends of mine, SaaS company founders are looking to hire a growth marketer. And guess what? They're hard. It's so hard finding a great growth marketer. If you're listening to this right, this episode right now, you know that's true. Uh, it's as hard to find a great growth marketer as it is a great software engineer these days. And where it starts, though, is with the job description. Anyone comes to me, we get so many people, because I know so many marketers, people will contact me and go, hey, I'm, I'm looking to hire, here's a job description. Um, the first thing I'll, I'll ask if they haven't given it already is where's your job description? And you know that's step number one. Now, here's what I see wrong with most job descriptions for great marketers, all right? Is that your, mark, your, your marketing job description is just a generic, marketing job description, whether it be for a growth marketer or just a standard digital marketer. Um, chances are you might have just gotten it from like pulling it off the internet or maybe a fr you saw one somewhere else that you thought was good and you you, you pulled it into your and use it yourself. Well, the, the problem with there is if you have a generic job description, you're going to get a generic type of person applying for it. And Marketing roles, there's very, there's lots of different types of marketers out there, and I won't go into too much. We, we have, have, I have a whole way I profile them, but I won't go too much into that in this episode. But really, one of the like, there's, there's some people who are very strong with data and analytics and numbers, and then other people who are very strong with brand and content. And there's a few, a small group of people that overlap between the two, okay? And you want to be really clear what you're looking for, all right? Because if you just have, I want someone who does content, who does ads, who does analytics, who does website, you're going to get someone who's, you know, not particularly great at all of them. Well, you, you know, you might get just a generic applicant, but the more important thing is, you're not going to repel the people who are not ideal for your for your job, okay, that you're looking for. You want to get really focused in on what are the two or three key objectives and key results you want this person you're going to hire to achieve in the first six months. And you want to bring that into your job description because the more clear you are, the more clear you're going to be able to filter and spot the right person when you see them. So to be clear, having a world-class job description is as much for you as it is for the person who's applying for the role, okay? If you don't start there, it means you're not going to be clear who you're looking for and it means you're going to get a load of different people in and you'll end up interviewing, wasting a load of time and maybe even hiring someone who was never right for the role in the first place. So Tip number one is spend the time, figure out what are the maybe two or three key objectives and key results that you'd want this person to achieve in the first six months and put that into the job description, as well as really getting super clear on what are your key culture values and put that into the job description too. You know, when I'm hiring, the things I'm looking for is I'm looking for attitude kind of raw talent and culture fit, okay? Because I know like practical skills I can teach or I can get them into a training course. So, I, you know, I can train people up on that stuff. But when it comes to attitude, 
grit, determination and uh, kind of work ethic and culture, that's kind of stuff that you can't is much, much harder to change in somebody if they don't have it already. All right. So tip number one is get that job description on point. Tip number two is fill your funnel, fill your funnel. So if you're running a marketing campaign, think of it like a, you have a funnel, don't you? Or if you have a sales pipeline, you have like, you want to have a lot of people flowing in, you want to have leads coming in and you want to have people uh, getting interested in your product. Well, guess what? You're, I want you to think of your recruitment as just the same as a sales pipeline or a marketing funnel. All right. And naturally you're going to have different stages that people will go through and you're going to have maybe about three, four interviews. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, what you should have in it. But here's the key point here that you need volume. You're never going to get, if you only have like three people uh, or four people apply for the job, guys, forget about it. You know, you need to have a lot of volume at the front end of your recruitment pipeline for you to have a chance of getting some golden nuggets out the other end. So at this initial phase, I would just recommend getting loads of people into the pipeline, okay? Into your recruitment pipeline, fill that funnel. Now, practically, how do you do that? How do you get loads of people applying? Well, let me step through some really practical things. First of all, I like to use some kind of Kanban type format for our recruitment pipeline. Now you can Google what a Kanban uh, format is if you're not familiar with it, but it's a very visual way that you can track stages of a pipeline. Now I would recommend, you know, you could use something like Trello, super easy to set up a visual kind of, uh, a visual pipeline, or my preferred is I use something called Breezy. Uh, there is a free version of Breezy that you can use if you don't want to pay for it. And it's a great way to track applicants. Okay. So when you're tracking that pipeline, I would, you know, some ways, some really practical ways you can get a lot of people into that pipeline, some great growth marketers. One is obviously ask your network. You want to go really wide on who are good marketers that you know, because good marketers know other good marketers. All right. And good marketers are in different marketing communities. And so you want to think, make a list of the 10 smartest marketers, you know, and ask them. Okay. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is when you're using these different platforms, you can usually integrate them with the large, with, with the big job boards. Now don't worry about using job boards like indeed.com and all these kind of things. Sure. Like worst case scenario, you get lots of people applying that aren't a great fit, but that's okay. At least you're getting volume in. So I wouldn't worry about that. It might surprise you some of the applicants you get in, which are actually really, really good. So I would definitely go to the different job boards and, uh, you know, some examples I like are indeed there's a uh, one in London called work in startups. I like using, um, Angel List has a job board. There's a few different ones like that uh, that I like using, and this is you're, you're guaranteed to get quite a good quite a good number and usually high quality applicants from that as well. And then third would be from headhunting. You know there is a saying that maybe the world's best marketers aren't looking for jobs because they're doing a great job, 
And, uh, you know, if you want to do a little bit of headhunting yourself, just pick, you know, what are some companies that you're really impressed with their marketing? And then find out who the marketers are there and just message them. And I always like to just, you know, send them a message on LinkedIn and say, hey, I've heard good things about you. I'd love to catch up sometime. And, you know, everyone likes their ego rubbed a little bit. And most people will kind of know what, know probably what this is about. And uh, very often they'll, they'll have a chat with you, meet you for coffee or a Zoom or whatever that might be. All right. So tip number two is fill that funnel, though. Make sure you get the volume on the on the applicant side, because if you don't have enough people applying in the first place, you just won't. Your probability of finding that one golden nugget of a person decreases significantly. And then tip number three is consistently test, consistently test. So real big mistake I see people make is, you know, I remember I used to do it when I started my very first business, my first person I was interviewing, you know, you hear of all these questions uh, that Google ask uh, for interviewing and stuff. And, you know, you, you, you might have five interviews with five different people and you ask five different types of questions. And the problem with that is you don't get any consistency. Okay, you need to have a consistent and you should have a consistent script that you run people through when you're interviewing them. All right. Um, A bit like this is just like a sales process, guys. Just like when I'm training my sales team, I have a sales script for them. And you should, too. In the same way for your recruitment process, you should have a set system and a set set, uh, recruitment interviewing script. Because guess what? If you interview five different people and you ask them five different sets of questions and then one person really impresses you, how do you know what the other people, maybe they would have said different things that would have impressed you even more if you asked them the same questions. So it's really important to have that like standard um, questioning across all your applicants. Now, the process I like to follow is, and I've adapted it a bit, but you'll get the gist of it, is from a book, a world-class book called Who. It's called Who. So check out that book. It's available on Amazon. And it's this process for interviewing people. It, it really gives you the set questions, um, a number of set questions that you can follow. And I largely follow that to the T. I really recommend you, you use that. And then make sure that you have a scorecard afterwards. And that can be simple on a piece of paper or on an Excel sheet, but you wanna be able to score people on, on different uh, areas. And especially if you're doing one interview and, a, and maybe your business partner or an investor or someone else is doing a second interview with this person, you wanna both be scoring them on the same things. Okay, so th- examples of uh, kind of categories you might score the person on is, uh, attitude, uh, culture fit, um, skills to do the job in an exceptional way, okay? Uh, these are ways that you can score someone from from zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. And the benefit for that is, you know, these will be just a guide. If you're doing like 10 interviews, which is very often, you know, you might do 10 interviews with a, in a week, by the 10th interview, you kind of start forgetting what the first interview was like or the number third interview. And if you have everyone on an Excel sheet, it just allows you to kind of recap what what people were strongest with. And at the end of the 10 interviews, 
it's very easy to see who were the top, maybe top one third of people. And they're the kind of people then you, you invite back for the second interview. Okay, so keep that scorecard. And finally, also do make sure you do ask them to do an activity, some kind of test. Because don't forget, marketers are very good at telling you what you want to hear. That's why they're in marketing. But when the proof is in the pudding and they do a little bit of an activity for you, that's when you can really shake out who's the real deal and who's just all talk. So I always like to give someone an activity based on the job I'm wanting them to do, which don't forget, I mentioned earlier, you will have highlighted in the world-class job description. All right. So for example, in the world-class job description, if I know this person is going to be very heavy on data analysis, I'll get them to do a data analysis task. If uh, they're going to be a content marketer, I'll probably get them to write a piece of content for me or create a content plan, for example. Does that make sense? And I'll usually give them a relatively short timeline on that as well. Uh, maybe two two or three days to, to do it. Okay. So guys, they're the three tips I've been giving you on how to hire and find a world-class growth marketer. Guys, I know it's hard to find that marketing person, but it's worth it if you do it in the right way. There's nothing worse than scrimping on this process and then getting the wrong person in place and you can lose six months of time. So don't forget, one, get that job description on point. Two, fill that funnel with as much people of the right type of people as you can. And three, be consistent with your interviewing and don't forget to do a test and a scorecard as well. Okay, so guys, if you know anyone who is interviewing for a growth market, always send them to this uh, to this episode because it'll be super useful for them as well. I've learned this over 10 years and I want to share it with as many people as possible. And don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you on the next episode.